Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's second Friday first. Oh, I was going to say second Friday food, wine and travel show with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. And uh, every second Friday, uh, we interview their travel writer or photographer members. Uh, we talk about their travels. We talk about destinations they want us to cover and feature and uh, also talk about their writing and the craft of it. And uh, we talk about basic travel, too. And we always get some good travel tips, whether it's packing or what to do with photos and uh, oh, how to take notes, uh, how to plan. So it's always pretty exciting to have these awesome writers on our show. And I encourage you to go to the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association website. We call it IFTWA, by the way, because it's so much easier. It's ifwtwa.org. And today we're super excited. We're welcoming Lisa Evans on the show. It's always cool to have another Lisa on the show. Uh, she is joining us to talk about coastal Mississippi, and she calls it the secret coast. Uh, you can read her story. It's on nationalparktraveling.com, and it will also be featured in the upcoming issue of Parks and Travel magazine. But I encourage you to follow her adventures. Go to writerlisa.com. And for more on the Gulf Coast or the coastal Mississippi, go to gulfcoast.org. So welcome, Lisa. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, we're, we're good. We're good. We're recording today from uh, Lake Worth, Florida. So we're not that far. I feel right. well, like kind of, mm. but you know what I mean? We got the ocean going and it's we're on the that, other side of the Gulf, though. Yeah. That's, yeah. But we love your area, coastal Mississippi. Nancy and I have driven through there. That's uh, stopped beautiful. In Gulf Port uh, at this monster park, like a huge park. Yes. I mean, that, that and it's beautiful with a harbor. And which park is that? Because I know you write about Jones, that. It is Jones Park in downtown Gulfport. Um, it is. It's absolutely beautiful. You can find the harbor, all the boating, you know, the boat docks, mm. the fishing. Everybody loves it. And actually, um, in Jones Park, starting tonight, actually, is our Gulfport uh, Winter Lights Festival. And oh, it'll nice. go on through the new year and they have, I believe it's like over a million Christmas lights and decorations. And wow. Um, I'll be going there sometime this weekend, taking my pictures. And it's it's absolutely wonderful. It's I don't know if it started a few years ago and it's just grown and grown. It's it's a beautiful place. What water and lights. Exactly. Really, <laughs> it's it just it's amazing. Magic. Yeah. And how long does it last? Does it go through the whole month of December? Yes, it goes through the whole month of December. And I think it actually just brings in the new year. And then, you know, they put pack it all away. Unfortunately, last year, um, even with COVID, they were going to try and do it. But unfortunately, Hurricane Zeta mm -hmm. came through and um, they had just started putting up all the decorations and um, Zeta took care of that. So we didn't have it last year. <laughs> Um, but it's coming back bigger and better this year, I'm told. So I'm I'm really looking forward to going to see that this week. Ooh, nice. I, I love that you are talking about coastal Mississippi and Mississippi mm -hmm. in general, because I think we just don't hear that much about Mississippi unless you're traveling or live in the Southeast. And exactly. we've been doing a lot in the Southeast, but you just 
you know, it's like, oh, it's, it is a secret coast. And, you know, we love the whole, like going in through mm. Alabama, Florida, Louisiana, that whole, that whole area is magical. And, you know, we're talking about national parks. Uh, you've got the Gulf Shores, a uh, seashore. You have a seashore there. And we, we have, we have 62 miles of coastline. And we have uh, the longest man-made beach at 26 miles. So basically we cover from the um, border of Louisiana to the border of Alabama. Mm -hmm. And you can travel along Highway 90, which is, I can tell you, there's nothing more relaxing than driving along Highway 90. It's beautiful. It's Mm, it's amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, that's, we're we're that little landmass, but it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, Ship Island is part of the... uh, national Mm. seashore and um ship island is wonderful you can get to it by ferry and fort Mm. massachusetts is out there i would encourage anyone that goes to ship island to walk through that there's just it's really cool and then you hang out on the beach and they ferry you back and forth and it's just an absolutely beautiful way to spend a day i can remember last time i was out there i Mm -hmm. swimming with the crabs and the fish and even a couple sharks they've you know they stayed away but they, it was just really cool to, to just, and the waters are so warm. It's just beautiful. Absolutely mm. beautiful. I so, love uh, this. Do you have, I saw the picture of the ghost, the ghost crab. The ghost crab. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, that's pretty cool. Seriously. He is cool. And, and, and I, I took that picture actually um, walking through Fort Massachusetts. Um, you know, they come out and, you know, and then when you walk up to them, they skitter away, but they're just, they're, they're out there and, you know, you have to be careful when you're walking around, but they're, they are, they're pure white and they're just, it's really cool. You know, especially in the, inside the fort, they, um, like they skitter all around and, oh, and um, but they're, they're, they're brilliant white, so you can find them, but it, they're, it is pretty neat. Wow. That's cool. You know, <laughs> talk cool. about crabs, you, the seafood has got to be a highlight for people to enjoy while they're there. It's like, here's the coast and from the boat to the plate. <laughs> it, it is actually, you can, you can go down to um, the piers when the fishermen come in and you can buy it off the ship. Um, that's where, really? oh, oh yeah. And that's where a lot wow. of the, you can buy it off the shrimpers. A lot hmm. of the restaurants, um, you know, they go there and they have contracts with them, of course, but they go and they pick it up first thing in the morning. And that's, I mean, you can't get any fresher shrimp. And if mm. I'm not mistaken, the Gulf of Mexico accounts for like 69% of all the domestic shrimp in the United States. Wow. So um, it's just fabulous. And, and mm. one of my favorite things to see is first day of shrimping season. Um, obviously, that's de- dependent upon, um, you know, all the different things that's going on in the ecosystem of as to when they open shrimp season. But the first day of shrimp season, when you're driving along, you know, it, you see the, the shoreline, it, the horizon is dotted with all the shrimpers. It's just, it's just awesome to see. And these hmm. are mostly family businesses. Yes. A lot. See, yes. Cool. They're all, um, a lot of, um, a lot of Asian Vietnamese uh, shrimpers. Biloxi was actually once known as the seafood capital of the world. So, you know, and a lot of families come here that's, they're hardworking, hardworking people. I'll tell you what, it's not easy it's not yeah. easy being out there and you know because you're at the mercy of mother nature um mm-hmm. for various things you know wind rain you know just how things grow um for the shrimp and the oysters and you know a lot of uh deep sea fishermen a lot of people like to come down and they they uh, will 
hire one of the boats and they'll go out and do deep sea fishing. And, you know, that's like a nice little tourism thing as well. But the shrimpers and the, the you know, they're very, they're hardworking crew, man. They really yeah. are. I just, I like that you can go, you know, right to them, you know, oh, yeah. and, and so far, because I think we've gotten so commercial with things. So, you know, corporate with food and mm-hmm. it's just really nice to have that actual connection and you have more appreciation as the consumer you know like literally and consume the food you have to be there first thing in the morning i'll tell you though they they don't mm. they don't because if you're not there early early in the morning you probably don't get the the pick of the list a lot yeah mm. so you that know and sense. a lot of people it's it's kind of you know i know this guy i know this guy and they know when their boat is coming back in because most of the shrimpers will go out for a day or two and then come back with their catch and to refuel and all of that kind of thing. So oh, wow. you kind of have to know somebody to know when a particular, you know, boat is coming back in. But yeah, you can go down and buy it right off the dock. Wow. wow. That's so cool. you know, you talk about Biloxi and we've had mm-hmm. we had fun in there, Nancy. We went oh, I yeah. remember going into the Hard Rock <laughs> Casino. Oh, we had they had like <laughs> a, a big uh, this was about this was actually quite a while ago. The they had ago. Uh, like a rock and roll exhibit in there. And like you could see like David Bowie stuff, Rod Stewart stuff. I mean, it's like mm. Janis Joplin. Like I was like, okay, leave me here for the weekend. And we had to keep traveling. And I'm like, no, I want to come back. Mm. It was, and I remember winning money. We had a Bloody yes. Mary. We had a road trip stop and we had a Bloody Mary. Yeah. We looked at the music, uh, you know, and exhibit and won money and said, we better run. <laughs> yeah, before it <laughs> we changes. really wanted to stay because I think that's one thing about Mississippi uh, is the casinos. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's really neat because they're all on boats. They're not land, yeah. right? Even in Natchez, right? Well, all on um, that, hit, that changed a little bit. Some of the laws changed mm-hmm. a little bit after Katrina. Oh. Um, oh. It oh. used to be that they had to be actually on the water. But because Katrina did such damage to a lot of the casinos, now um, they can, you know, if their their casino can be on the water, but it doesn't necessarily have to be as long as they were here prior to. And they, oh, okay. and they also have to do something other than a casino. They have to have a resort, have a golf. Um, they have to have oh. something else for people to do rather than just gamble. Um, and that's why we have hmm. we have such absolutely gorgeous golf courses. I mean, we have championship golf courses hmm. uh, from some of our big casinos. Um, they bring in, you know, we have a, a PGA tournament here. Um, they bring in some big name golfers to, you know, and then, of course, we have the big we have. Oh, goodness. I want to say 11 or 12. I, I've lost track um, of the casinos we have here now. And most of them are in the city of Biloxi. We do have some in Jackson County. Or not, I'm sorry, not Jackson County, Hancock County. Um, there's a couple in Gulfport, actually. But the, the bulk of them are in Biloxi, right along mm-hmm. the beach. Um, but they bring in, you know, that that's if you want a place to, if you're into gaming and you want a place to come that is not a Las Vegas kind of place no. and you want beautiful scenery, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've got a couple of the casinos that are right on the water. They're just, you know, they overlook. They're just, you know, it's, it's cool. beautiful. I always heard that Biloxi was like the the beach destination for Louisiana, which I thought was interesting because I love the coastline of Louisiana, too. But like New Orleans, historically, people would go from New Orleans to Biloxi. Well, actually, a lot of people that live in New Orleans um, and can do so have summer homes over here. Um, In my neighborhood Mm -hmm. alone, there's there's I think at least two or three houses 
One one couple's from Baton Rouge, another is from oh, New well. Orleans. They just, you know, they have their their other house, you know, so that when, you know, if they're not into Jazz Fest in New Orleans, they come over here. Um, just because when it, things get crazy in New Orleans, they come here. Uh, Past Christian um, has a lot of second homes. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Robin Roberts, but she actually, that's her hometown. So okay. She lives, you know, she's from the past. And then, um, you know, we have a couple other celebrities, of course. We got Jimmy Buffett from Pascagoula. And then Brett Favre was born in Gulfport. So, you know, we've got, we've got some local, local. Uh, well, you got, you, you got a lot of music. You got oh, yeah, yeah, the, the music history. Music. See, now that I actually, you know, we travel full time. So we're not, you know, it's a suitcase each, a, you know, a carry bag each <laughs> and computer camera gear. Yep. And a lot of wine, but <laughs> yeah, make but, room for the wine. Know, so we're not allowed to take that much because you just can't. You know, we're we're not an RV. We're in a Rav4, right. and we keep it light. But the one book I made sure to keep, uh, and I think it was che- Steve Chesper wrote it, um, is my Mississippi blues guide. It's a blues yes. trail guide, it and is. I'm like, we are doing this. And then I didn't even realize it started at the coast, and of course it. What, what, you know why, yeah. why I wouldn't think yes. it would be in your backyard, but I always yeah. thought it was up in like more in Jackson and you know all of that area, but um, I'm wrong. <laughs> well, there, the Mississippi Blues Trail actually does go throughout the state of Mississippi. Yeah, we do have several markers here on the coast. The one that I would highly encourage you to visit um, the next time is Hundred Men Hall. Um, Hundred Men Hall is in Bay St. Louis. And it is just absolutely wonderful. It was one of the stops on the Chitlin circuit. And, um, you know, it it was basically made for the African-Americans because way back, you know, look back in history, they weren't allowed to do a lot of other things. And so the 100 Men Hall was kind of their gathering spot. And the, it's, it's truly a, a very interesting, interesting place. Um, Rachel is the lady that owns and runs it now, and she can give you a tour. It's, you know, they have special events during the summer, um, but there's a, a the mural on the on the um, side of the, the building is just absolutely wonderful. And I, w- I, when I toured it, it was just inside. Um, she tells you they have their wall of fame and all of the, the musicians that have been through there and the stage, you know, it's, a, it's the original stage from B.B. King and Etta James and all the greats. And it's it. And when you can feel it when you're in there and and when you're looking at it, it just, you can feel it. It's just so much Mm. history. Um, But that is one of the the markers on the blues trail. You know, we have several other here on the coast, Um, you know, a lot of influential thing, you know, with the blues musicians. And actually one of the things I'm, I'm really excited about and it's, you know, it's not open yet. They're working on it. But Ground Zero in Biloxi is um, going to be the newest. It's going to be a blues club. And I believe Morgan Freeman has a part of it. It's oh, dude. It's cool. called that Ground dude, Zero. Sorry, I can't stop it. But I, I, I was going to say, I can't wait till it opens. Mm. It's going to be oh wonderful. My I want to go. We're, I, I want to go. Cover, we, cover some, yeah. we actually had B.B. King's uh, daughter, one of his daughters on our show. Oh, nice. And, you know, like, mm. and a lot of the second generation, like car. Carol, um, oh, Carol, Carla Cook, you know, Sam, <laughs> Sam Cook's daughter and people, you know, like John Lee Hooker's daughter, Zacchaeus. Yeah, oh, yes. So mm-hmm. we're all, we're all like, it's like whatever you could do about the blues and 
there's something about hearing the blues in its homelands. There's just a difference. I know, you know, California has a good blues scene yep. and, you know, but there's something like driving every time we get to Mississippi, it's one of the places I love to turn the, we turn the radio on as we yeah. drive, but Mississippi, you're going to hear blues, soul, funk, yep. gospel. Mm. I mean, and it's, and it's not the typical thing that you always hear. It's beyond the B side. You well, know? as you, as you go up through the state, you're going to, you're, you're going to see different blues music. You got blues that, and then you get into the Delta region and they have a different style of blues yeah. and then you get upward toward, and then, I mean, you, obviously we have two below in the state of Mississippi, Every, you know, Elvis, you know, you gotta have it. You gotta be oh, Elvis. Yeah, yeah. You know, Memphis is kind of right across the border. It's the whole Mississippi blues trail. And, and there is an app. I have it on my phone. So every time Natchez oh, really? has a couple Natchez has a couple of markers and it's all the way up through the, the river. And, and it's just so interesting to see all the places within the entire state of Mississippi, not just, I mean, coastal, we love our, our markers as well, but if you, you could go to the download, the app for Mississippi blues trail, go to the website. It gives you all the markers. You can check in. Uh-oh. It's really cool. Uh-oh. It's cool. And then, so you know That's what we're cool. doing. I know yeah. we're supposed to drive West. What in February, we might have to just spend like <laughs> detour. And you have to, you have to do it in shifts because there's so much to see. You know, I started out one day with this grand idea that I was going to, you know, I was asked to write a, an article on the Mississippi Blues Trail, which I am doing, but I had this grand idea that I was going to be able to visit all these places. And I went, yeah, that's going to take years. So oh, I got to wow. do it in sections. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because, you know, there's all the graveyards too, the cemeteries. Yeah. Ooh, yep. um, Sounds you know, like a book. It is a book. You got it. Is a, yeah, well, it's going to be a book yeah. for at least for coastal Mississippi. That's one of oh, the cool. things I'm doing. Awesome. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Let, let's yeah. Think back a little bit about you getting to Mississippi because you sure don't have a Mississippi accent. <laughs> but no, you can pronounce I'm, all those names. We got Pascagoula. Am I doing yeah, that right? No, I um, I'm actually what's referred to as a damn Yankee. I uh, <laughs> I'm a Yankee that moved here and stayed. So um, although after close to 10 years, I might be losing that. I'm not real sure. It just depends on who you talk to. Um, but yeah, I, I um, had visited here years ago. I, I'm from originally from central New York. Okay. And as you know, the um, the weather in New York is not always yeah. very nice. And the older oh. I got, the more I the more I disliked it. I mean, the, the New York is beautiful, has its beautiful places as well. But I just didn't like the cold in the winter. I'm just not a winter person. Mm-hmm. So I had visited here a couple of times. And literally fell in love. I mean, the I tell the story all the time. I visited in February, and when I left the when I left Central New York, um, it was snowing and zero degrees. <laughs> I came down to coastal Mississippi, and I was it was just absolutely beautiful. It was like probably in the seventies. It was nothing but oh, sun. Wow. There was flowers blooming. Everything was green. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, and I yeah. literally I spent the week in shorts and a tank top, and everybody here local thought I was crazy because they're in all in their sweaters and everything else. And I'm like, you people have no idea, um, but it was just absolutely gorgeous. And, and I am, um, it took me, it took me 10 years to get back. Um, you know, I, I just, so finally I just up and, and relocated and decided that I'd had enough of the weather and I came down here and there's just, you know, people have a um, misconception about 
Mississippi um, and especially, you know, all parts of Mississippi, but coastal Mississippi. And they don't understand all everything that's here, the beauty, the history, the the music, everything. Mm. And just the, the nature and the beauty alone is, you know, like I said, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And so I've been here close to 10 years now and um, mm. just absolutely love it. Oh, hmm. and cool. what about your writing? When, how did that get started? Because now look, you're talking books. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is, <laughs> and, cool. and I just want to say, you, you, I, you know, getting your article from you and, and just and working with you on the, even putting the segment together has been a pure delight. So I just want to well, say you. that. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, um, I don't, you know, honestly, it was kind of one of those things where um, you know, I, cause I, I have, I have a regular job, what I call my day job. And this is kind of my side gig at the moment, but it kind of was like, you know, I started thinking, well, what do I want to do in the future? You know, when I do retire, when I, you know, and just some little voice kept saying in my head, right. Just, mm-hmm. you know, right. And I, I mean, I always, I always love to write. And I mean, I've been a reader forever. I mean, I would read books like, you know, like it was going out of style and I just, um, and he'll, he'll love this, but I had an English teacher in high school who he was just, um, he was wonderful. The vocabulary and the reading and the writing and creative writing. He was just, he was just fabulous. So mm-hmm. shout out to Mr. Chambers, but he was just, um, he really had a significant impact on, on how I look at things. And, and so as I was, like I said, little voice just said, right. So I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. okay. So, and then of course you do all the research and it says, well, you, you know, find your niche, find what you want to do, that whole thing. And so then you got to step back and go, all right, well, what do I like to do? Well, I like to travel. I mean, I've not always had the um, ability to do so. You know, I had kids, my kids are grown now and they have kids of their own, but it was just one of those things that I always like to visit new places and meet new people mm-hmm. and see new things. And so I was like, huh, okay, well, maybe I can combine the two and hence, you know, just started you know, travel writing. And then of course you read about doing things locally, um, to start with. So I think my first article was about, um, a place in central New York called, uh, Bald Mountain and Old Forge, New York. It's in actually Northern. And that was my first one. And I, you know, published it and got well-received and I thought, okay, well, let's keep going on this. So I just started a little bit at a time and, and just, you know, and now that I'm in coastal Mississippi, well, I was when I wrote my first article back in 2017, but it said, write what you know about. So that's what I knew about at the time. And so I spent the last several years learning all about coastal Mississippi and, you know, and um, writing different things. And um, so, yeah, I was approached, let's say a few months back. Um, thankfully, um, they called our coastal Mississippi tourism board and I had made contact with our PR rep there and she's just absolutely wonderful. And she, they basically, they called and said, Hey, we're looking to do a, um, you know, a book on coastal Mississippi, who would you recommend? So she gave them my name. And so hence started out. So I actually, cool. I'm under contract to write a book. It's going to be called the hundred, hundred things to do in coastal Mississippi before oh, you wonderful. die. Oh cool. yeah. yeah. And, it's an uh, awesome series. That's it. Cause they do it all over. Yes, in they do it all awesome. over the United States. Well, congratulations. So, That's awesome. Thank you. And it'll be yeah. published um, fall of next year. I have, so I'm, you know, I'm working on gathering everything and then I'll start sitting down and actually writing it and getting it all done. It'll be submitted by spring and then it should be published in fall of next year. That so, is awesome. Very, yeah, very cool. cool. Yes, you know, is. I wanted to say too, um, 
just reading your article, you've got a really cool balance of not over being personal, but not over personal, like giving you like you, you feel like you're sitting down with a friend telling you what they should see mm. or do. And I think that's really cool when it comes to travel. Where, right. But I also think that you do come off like a major authority on coastal Mississippi. I was like, well, she should run the visitor. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that well, anything's it's, wrong it, with it, anyone there. I'm just saying it just feels like you, you're really a um, a champion for the area. I, I, well, you know what? I, I do. I, I love the area. And like I said, as as my contact, um, Anna, at the at the CDB said, you know, I'm I, I can still look at coastal Mississippi with a new view. I wasn't born and raised See, here. So yeah. it's not, it's not jaded to me. Everything mm. is new and everything is cool and everything is beautiful. And, and I just, you know, and I've had, I've had other cities approach me and say, Hey, you know, you know, especially during COVID that said, Hey, you know, we can't really bring you up right now, but Hey, would you mm. write you know, if yeah. we give you all the pictures and all the information, would you write a, a story on us? And I was like, it's very, very difficult for me to write something that I haven't visited. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like in sales, you can't sell something that you don't believe in. You can't exactly. sell a product or a place. I mean, you can't do that without knowing it and loving it. And yeah. I can't write about a place if I haven't visited. Yeah. And um, it, I know other writers do it all the time and you know what? Kudos to them. God bless them. I just, mm. I personally can't do it. I need to we can't be there. Either smell it and taste it and feel it and do Mm -hmm. it and just it's just me you you don't get the spirit of the place if you don't go yeah I I have a difficult I mean I you know and I mean I have my dream destinations and maybe one day I'll get there we'll see Mm -hmm. um but you know for the moment I write what I you know I write what I love and what I like what I like about a place Mm -hmm. and I mean coastal Mississippi has so many things and like I said there's there's a lot of people that don't understand Oh, I mean, we have museums, we have history, we have beauty, mm-hmm. nature, everything. Um, and there's a lot of people that have, don't have a clue that we have all that here. And yeah. so kind of, I like, I want to be the one to tell them. See, well, you should be. difference between a textbook and mm-hmm. somebody who's writing from personal experience who has passion for the area. Yeah, that's the word, passion. She's got passion. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, like I said, I, I do love the area. Um, you know, and, and of course, everybody has their days when it's like, oh, you know, whatever this, why did this happen? Whatever. But I mean, then I drive along the beach and it's just, you know, it's so calming and just so absolute. The sunsets and the sunrises, I can tell you, are just absolute. this time of year, especially. Oh, my. Mm. The, sun, the sunsets are just simply gorgeous. We, we that's when we were driving across and mm. um, had our little sandwiches and our wine don't tell anybody <laughs> don't take our yeah, license right. plate yeah. well, we <laughs> nobody the knows park. well you, you know when you're on the road you're in your car and everything but mm-hmm. we went and had our little picnic and you know we walked the harbor and oh. just was so cool and what some of yeah. the places you were writing about are on our list like I want to go um <laughs> and but we sat we had our sandwiches and our wine and we're just relaxing for a couple of hours you know driving wise and the sunset was magical. It was a little magic. bit of a stormy evening because there was a hurricane on its way yeah. that we were actually dodging. But it was so just, and it's so neat because there's also mm-hmm. like trees and forest areas birds. just around the corner. And yeah. so to me, a major nature people, I want to go back because you've got the uh, the Pascagoula. That's yes. the background, right? Is Pascagoula yes. where the, the Audubon Pascagoula Center. River Audubon Center. Um, yeah, that is awesome. absolutely, that is wonderful. And, and I kind of stumbled upon that. I was just looking for something to do. 
and um, took a kayak out in, in the river. Oh, cool. And, cool. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, you can bring your own kayak or they will rent you one. And it's it's um, on the Pascagoula River, which is the longest, I believe, free-flowing um, river in the United States, in the lower 48. Mm-hmm. And um, the ecosystems, it, they just, because you got to remember where you are, you've got the freshwater um, and the salt water. So I got like the, the Gulf yeah. of Mexico and, and the Mississippi Sound is actually an estuary. Anyway, it just, it's the whole ecosystem is so yeah. unique down here. And the Pascagoula River, I mean, when I was kayaking, it was just really cool. I saw the snowy egret and, mm. you know, you see alligators in the, cool. in the uh, marsh and the eagles and the ospreys and the cormorants. Mm. And just, it's just so That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's just and yeah. then when you get out of the river, they have you can go inside and see displays and and you can learn all you want to do about the area and about the river. And it's this little teeny tiny place off the beaten path. And then I went back for which was really cool. They had a hummingbird festival. Mm. And they actually t- and it was in September when the when the hummingbirds are migrating back down and I literally got to touch one. It was the coolest thing. Um, Cause they're this little tiny thing, but they yeah. bring them in and they tag them and to watch oh. the ladies and gentlemen that, and they handle them. So, and they tag them so that they can kind of track where they go and how far they migrate. And, you know, if the same ones come back and, and all of that, and these things, they're just so tiny and to feel their little heartbeat is, it was just, it was really cool experience. Mm-hmm. So they're banding them too, and they're doing that so that, yeah. you know, there's yeah, like- what, yeah, they catch them and they catch them with, with like nets and things and they're very, and then they bring them and, and they, they, like I said, they ban them. I, well, I think they ban them. I'm not sure how they mark them. I was too interested in, in watching, you know, just watching the birds there because they're, they're just so tiny and yeah. then they just let them go. And it's just absolutely wonderful. And so they built a festival around it. And you can go there and you can buy native plants and oh, cool. you can tour, you can kayak, you can do all. I mean, well, uh, Coastal Mississippi, we love our festivals. And then the Hummingbird yeah. Festival, it's just, you know, just a couple of different things. But it really is absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's mm. just so calming. You kayak out of the little bay that's behind you and then you go out into the river. And it just is really, it's just Let's so do cool. it. Yeah, Nancy. no, I'm serious. Totally okay, right. when, I'm if we if we can make it in February, want to go? Let's all go kayaking. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there yeah. you go. But you go there, and yeah, Pascagoula River Audubon Center. It's just it's beautiful place. It, it just oh. and it's just so calming. And I mean, you can take that they have um, actual boat tours as well if you don't feel like kayaking. But you know, that's you know, like I said, coastal. We love our festivals, our boat tours, anything on the water in nature. If you can, yeah. you know, if you can think it. You know, we have it. Oh, <laughs> we, you can go see gators if you want. You can go to the. We want to do it. Yeah, we want. We want to go. We want to go out on the boats. That, I love being out on the water because it gives you a different perspective of inland as well, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's a different way of seeing wildlife. You know, because yes. you're always. It, it's just, especially on a kayak, if you want to see birds and everything yeah. and, gators. and gators. Oh, gators. We, we've been we've been <laughs> cool. doing a whole gator thing from North Carolina, South yeah. Carolina, Georgia. We've got and the Florida Panhandle. Mm. Well, so look, now, up the, look up the Gator Ranch. Now. Look up the, the Gator, Gator Ranch in Moss Point. And I mean, I, I, I've I been there. It's been a few years, but I've been there. And um, you can actually touch the baby alligators. And they have some big, big alligators there, I'll tell you. Um, they really do. But 
you know, we have, there's, you got the gators and, you know, we have boat tours. If you want to just go out on the sound. That's, I they, like to see them in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. I recently, well, they have an airboat tour out of the Gator Ranch. And then if you want to go out on the Mississippi Sound, um, there's multitudes of boat tours. Um, one of the things I recently did was the Biloxi shrimping trip. And that was really cool. Took us out and they showed us actually how a shrimp works and, the, you know, how they catch them and just, just really, really a neat thing to do. Um, let's see tour. I mean, we, like I said, you got the Biloxi schooners. If you want to ride on a schooner, you can go on that. Um, the twisted Tiki was really cool. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Cause this is also a very good family destination. Oh, oh yes. Um, it's very, you can, you can bring your kids. There's lots there. And each year they're adding more and more kids stuff. Um, we've got goodness. We've got a big play center. We've got go-karts. We've got, um, the Biloxi shrimping tour. When I took it, there was kids on there. And they were really enjoying it because they actually were able to touch the shrimp and the, you know, different things that were caught, what were brought up in the net. The kids were just fascinated. Oh, that's so that cool. Was, the Twisted Tiki, though, that's going to be something. The Twisted Tiki saying, was yeah. fun. We, I, I did the um, the uh, Sunset Cruise. And, you know, it was something, it's, and again, it's just one more way to get out on the water. But I'll tell you what, it was fun. Um, the music's great. It's just, and it's, it's you know, just takes you out on the sound a little bit. And coming back in, it's dark. So you see all the city, you know, all the city lights. And it just, it's, um, they play really great music. You can, they have a bar there. You can get some, some, you know, a couple of drinks. And it's just, re- just a relaxing way to go out on the water for a couple hours and just enjoy. Um, stop off at Deer Island, which is one of our barrier islands. We have six of them. And so we stopped out on Deer Island, walked around. Everybody gets off the boat. You just kind of hang out for, I don't know, 20 minutes, half hour, and then you hop back on the boat and come back in. But it's just, again, it's just relaxation and just a way to unwind. They have um, tours during the day for the kids and everything else. And now I think they're actually um, sailing out of Bay St. Louis as well. So they have different areas where you can say, I, I went, the one that I went on left out of Biloxi, they have one over in Bay St. Louis as well. So um, pretty much anything you want on the, on the water, you can get one of the things I'm going to do i missed out on it before the halloween was the ghost um the ghost tour the ghost boat and Ooh. so now i'm going to do i'm going to do the christmas one so hopefully that'll be within and it, um i gotta think what it's called it's a really cool name Grant, um christmas uh, but it's going out there and it's going to be really i i'm looking forward to it and i believe they do a walking cemetery tour so oh cool all Ooh. kinds of things i mean Anything that you can think of, I think we could probably take care of it. <laughs> awesome. I love this. I want to give everyone uh, the website again is gulfcoast.org. And also, of course, you can follow uh, Lisa on writerlisa.com. Really good domain name. Uh, and she really, the article again is up on nationalparktraveling.com. Just type in coastal Mississippi, you'll find it. And uh, you really give everybody a nice overview of what they can do. And then, you know, give them a, a taste of, you know, what they, I mean, it's, it seems like it's for everybody. You know, you'll yeah. find something for everyone. But, you know, just in your writing, and I know you're a member of IFTWA, obviously, yeah. some other organizations. Has that helped you on your on your writing journey, being part of the associations? Yes. Like um, actually, I mean, I enjoy like I'm, I'm a firm believer that you're never too old to learn something new. 
And yeah, right. IFTWA is great on learning. Um, I mean, mm, they, nice they do so, so many um, webinars and interesting sessions on different different writing aspects, as well as different destinations and, you know, learn all about the why. And it's just, they, they do a great job with the learning aspect of it. And of course, networking, you know, you meet people, you know, even if it's long distance and you've never perhaps met in a person, you're likely to have seen them on a zoom meeting or something. And so the networking is, and learning, I think are two of the biggest, the biggest things that I have gotten out of it. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I haven't. And then, of course, last year, the um, conference had to be canceled due to COVID. So I'm hoping to get to the one in 2022. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Because They're working I, on that now. Yeah. yeah and I th- I believe, I mean, I have to believe it's just as much and more at, you know, in person. Um, they have a great team there that works all together. And, you know, they all work, you know, they're from all the, you know, they're writers and editors. And, and it's just, I mean, one of the stories I actually did on Lost Point was through a connection in that, you know, found me in, in IFTWA's directory. And it was just really. Um, See, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, and I'm sure that there are other writers that do the same. And it just, like I said, the networking and the learning that just, I mean, it's really, you know, places that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, have heard of or gone to, or like vineyards, especially obviously with the wine and you just learn so much. We like that part of it. (laughs) We do. (laughs) We do. I love following them on Twitter um, and all social media, Facebook, Instagram, everyone. It's hashtag IFWTWA. Um, Also their website, IFWTWA.org. And again, every uh, second Friday, we chat with travel writers like Lisa. We learn about destinations. And also every second Tuesday, we chat with their associate members, which are mostly like uh, visitor bureaus, wineries. Uh, You know, we learn about the destinations from them as well. So um, a lot going on on the second week with our IFTWA friends. So keep up with us on that. And of course, we air daily over here at bigblendradio.com is a website to go to. So thank you so much, Lisa. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for awesome. having me. Yeah, I know. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs>